We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1 where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today wherever you listen to podcasts. Carlo Davis, and with me today, that producer co-founder on the bottom of me, Brian Goins. Guys, I can't leave Gainesville. I went to Gainesville for my first finals <laughs> game, really a first peak playoff game tonight. Brian, I can can't never leave. leave. I can't leave. This is reverse jinx territory. I can't fucking leave. Gotta go fact, they're the telling bubble. me I, can't, I have to come back. Yeah, that's it. That, that this And Brian, Ethan left the bubble and you are in Gainesville. That is the formula <laughs> to my left. We have our anime lover and professional Photoshopper, Brass Jazz. What's up, everybody? On the bottom left, you have producer extraordinaire, Alex Solana. Let's go. Imagine counting out this team. Imagine. Imagine. I got, listen, we have to start in the place that is most obvious, and it's with what Jimmy Butler did today. And it's not, you know, in a game 
where LeBron James, arguably the greatest player who ever lived, is on the floor. And Anthony Davis, who everyone was coronating as finals MVP, as best teammate that LeBron has ever played with, as generational big man, comparing him to Will Chamberlain, comparing him to Shaq, comparing him to Tim Duncan, all, all that stuff. All that all that's going in, right? Last finals game, we have people on Twitter comparing Jimmy Butler to Paul fucking George, right? We have all this swirling around. We have this team down, not one, but two all-stars. Goran Dragic playing the best basketball that he's ever played in his career and Bam Adebayo not just their young star but a transcendent generational talent that absolutely transformed this team on both ends of the floor so let's take all that into perspective as they come into tonight they had one going in they had one three straight quarters they had one or tied three straight quarters of basketball you saw it coming along but you can clearly tell in that game too they were just never in that game despite shooting 50, 40, 90 from the field, three-point line and free-throw line, respectively. They out-free-throw the Lakers by, like, 20. It was just outrageous, and they were never in the game. And then we come into tonight. Jimmy Butler off the gun is what we've been asking for him all playoffs long. He's coming out, being aggressive. He's scoring. He's passing. He's rebounding. He's doing everything you need your superstar to do. And what he did tonight, that 40-point triple-double, what he did tonight, goes in the pantheon of Dwayne Wade's game three against Dallas in 2006, against all those LeBron James games, against the Spurs, that game six and that game seven. That goes into pantheon with that. That goes in with everything. All these all-time great finals performances. This team that was counted out, that I listened to all these national podcasts and they're all arguing who's the final MVP is going to be because they said this team has no fucking chance. They have, they're dead in the water because they have their, their stars are out. They don't have enough. Duncan Robinson's not good. Jimmy Butler's not a superstar with a capital S. All this conversation is going around and this guy goes plays the best fucking game that anybody's had this season with the most fucking stakes that have happened this guy played his best game ever in this moment and i have culture in my veins i have i'm i'm snorting it i'm just infested with it brass i i cannot process what they just did can you process it I can't, I can't anything. I can't anything. The game plan that we talked about from the beginning has been solid. You clog the fucking paint and you make Marquise Morris, you make Alex Caruso, and you make Kyle Kuzma beat you. And Kyle Kuzma had a very good offensive game. Marcus Morris had a very good, Marquise Morris had a very good offensive game, shot the ball really well, and they still won. And we don't give Spoke credit. Everyone was talking about, uh, Kendrick Perkins is talking about Frank Vogel out coaching Eric Spolstra when Eric Spolstra is just with a bunch of undrafted dudes, rookies, and Jimmy Butler and Kelly Olynyk. That's what it was. And Myers Leonard. The commentators were like literally pulling out the brooms tonight. Even if we had, even Jalen we- Rose was on the broadcast. It's like, oh, they eat her up going into half. I don't know. It doesn't look good for them. I think we should bring out the brooms. Guessing. It's that, was a, that was a conversation. Russ, it's been the conversation all fucking week. All it's crazy. fucking week. And because last game, last game was was like a nearly perfect offensive game from this team. And I get it. Yes. And we lost by 10. Yeah. Because I mean, we were getting fucking annihilated on the boards. But like this game, uh, you know, I mean, Jimmy was just he was he was out of he's fucking out of his mind, man. He was unbelievable. He had jumpers with a capital J tonight. He was he, <laughs> It was wet as fuck. The stuff but, off the glass was just insane. Defensively tonight, like... It, What's a what tornado? They, What's a fucking tornado? It was magical. It was magical. I mean, not, they didn't they didn't light up for a second this game. It's unbelievable. So, I, there's a lot of promise with this team, man. Like, <sighs> we're, we're... We have enough. 
No, we don't. We need Alex. more. We need more. We need more reinforcements. This is great. We need reinforcements. The, where, the cavalry needs to come. This was for Gogi. This was for Gogi. This. I don't think. I don't think Dragic is going to come back. I would. I personally would feel shocked if Bam didn't come back, because yeah. I feel like this. Oh, Christian's here. He wants to play. He wants to play. I understand why Spo hasn't let him play yet because yeah. you don't want to you don't want to re-aggravate shit you know looking towards the future but this is a fucking series fellas this is a series now you know Welcoming what we do defensively without bam out of bio our best fucking player it's christian you gotta change your background no lebron yeah no lebron oh, oh LeBron. Yeah, that, that's, that's uh, a duncan robinson big yeah, you can't see Tyler's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so on the bottom left, we're welcoming in our statistician and professional photoshopper, Christian Hernandez. Oh, my goodness. Were you guys prepared for one of the greatest final performances of all time tonight? No, no, I was not. I, 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 I knew Jimmy would come out firing. I didn't expect what he did today. I, I just, I was not prepared for that. I, I did not think, and... I didn't think he could do it against. I mean, let's also remember that LeBron fucking James is defending him on almost every play. You know what I mean? It's not you well, know, a lot. I mean, they were they were really forcing the Caruso the the Caruso and KCP switch a lot, but they switched a lot of those. They switched a lot. Um, LeBron didn't fight through any of those fucking screens, man. He wanted no part of Jimothy fucking buckets. 70% from the field, 14 of 20, 40 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists, two steals, two blocks, and a plus 20. I am happy, elated, upset at all the people that have doubted this group and specifically Jimmy Butler. I also want to talk about the game plan, what Eric Spolster did, the hedging on the pick and roll. Uh, Frankie, it. the way that Duncan was showing on the on those pick and rolls defensively so much better than game one and game two. I mean, they were, they were hedging and showing with purpose. They were recovering. So, you know, they, Junkin was not able to get hunted as much. Jimmy was able to stay on LeBron as much as possible. And Jimmy played almost a whole damn game. Uh, the helping was outrageous. When Anthony Davis caught the ball, it was Andre and Jimmy, and then they would rotate out. It was, there was a fucking tornado of defense, of turnovers, of forcing, of poking loose balls, of fighting, I thought what they did defensively, the game plan was just out of this world. Yeah, they attacked uh, Anthony Davis early and often, kept him uh, in foul trouble the whole game, kept him out of rhythm. He only took one shot in the fourth quarter, uh, which shows a great uh, defensive effort uh, to front the post. They mixed up the coverages too. They were fronting the post. Uh, they were sending the double early and often to force the uh, reversal. And they were living with the results. Uh, they were forcing the, the role players to beat them. Uh, Markeith had a, a good shooting game. But if, if that's your best uh, bet offensively, you know, you take that. You take that 10 times out of 10 over Anthony Davis getting in rhythm and uh, shoot and, and dominating the, the paint and, and mid-range area. Uh, Kelly Olynyk outscored Anthony Davis. Let's today. go, Kelly Olynyk, Maple Wait, Dick, having... out here outscoring oh, the yeah. prodigy, the next Will Chamberlain, the next Tim Duncan. What would happen? The best, the best teammate LeBron's ever had. Huh? The best teammate LeBron James has ever had. Kelly Olynyk outscored that guy. Maple Dick outscored that guy. Maple Dick was awesome today, except for that last possession where he just totally got lost and LeBron got a dunk. But other than guys. that, he was great. Guys, guess guess what the down plus the in the fourth though that was fucking sick. Woof! Those threes. Oh, no. Guess what's what up, Robinson's plus minus was tonight. Uh, sixty nine. 
Mm. <laughs> that would have been nice. Because he can't the fuck. Plus 27. Um, and it shows. Like, honestly, like, I think people, I saw a lot of people on Twitter, like, shit talking Duncan Robinson. And for you to say that about a guy that is instrumental to the other team's defensive game plan, like, the Lakers have done a really good job of trying to take Duncan away, but all the action off ball away from that has really helped Miami get a lot of layups. Cause if Duncan's coming off a handoff or he's coming off a screener and, and Jeff was really good talking about the pistol action on the broadcast of Miami runs very often with Tyler and Duncan that occupies a lot of their defenders. And what they do is Jimmy's holding the ball opposite side of that. And they're running that action that gives Miami a lot of time to throw those nice passes inside. If Kelly slips off those screens up top, if Jay Crowder like kind of shakes and loose, like, by the way, Jay Crowder, dude, what a after a no show the last four games against the Celtics. It's not even the three point shooting. It's it's the cutting in the paint. It's the getting layups. He's being a finisher. Um, defensively, defensively, just competing, doing everything. Andre as well. I mean, just total team effort. And Alex, the Heat have not shot their best game yet. Still have not shot their best game, but that's what this team does, man. Everybody counted them out, and that's when this team just shows up like this was you you mentioned it at the top this was one of the best finals performances in franchise history and what a fucking relief it is to have jimmy man like that's all i could say what a relief it is to have jimmy and now we're going to sprinkle in some bam hopefully in game four does that seem (laughs) likely sprinkle in a little bam on top of this defensive effort Possible. Yeah, that's the other thing. He was telling LeBron, he was in LeBron's face after that jumper late in the fourth. You're in trouble. trouble? He was telling him, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. LeBron left the court. LeBron left the court before the game was over. Out of here. (laughs) Jimmy Butler became a heat lifer in my eyes the second he told LeBron in his face after he hit a jumper, you're in trouble. I mean, Pat Riley just, you can't can't ask for more if you're Pat. I mean, that's it. That's as good as it gets. Pat's face is full of white right now. Just full <laughs> of fucking white right now. Because culture. that was, that was okay. culture. That, that, that entire game was culture, was it not? Really? Like, that, that was, was the epitome of what we all fucking talk about. That and right there. The thing- lineup was full of white, too. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> the, thing, the thing about them as well is they're going to survive until game five, at least. And between Tuesday and Friday, there's a nice big break there to get some guys healthy. And if you let's, I'm not saying that they're going to steal game four, but if you steal game four and then on Friday, you get at least bam back. Cause I, I think wanting Goran to come back is a little unrealistic. That injury is really hard. I and that, that's, I think you get bam back next game. Yeah. That's a lot of pain. If they can get bam back, if this whole week off, you get bam back. We're talking about a different series. Even even if it's even if it's not Bam at at full strength, right? Like just defensively, what he can do, just being in the game, even if offensively he's limited, that's a huge right. He's He's a a huge. He's a that's a huge plus for this team. A huge, obviously, like like you can't you can't even put into words how big that's going to be. He, yeah, I mean, I don't think we should count Goron and just, I think fans should probably move off that. Goron um, might not come back at all. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's he, a lot. He of wants news. to, I know he wants to, but that injury is, is really hard to come back. And, and if he does, I, it's not going to be as yeah. effective. But I do believe Bam, after this win, will probably give it a go next game. He was so, close to coming back today from what it looked like. So the thing, 
the thing with 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 um with Goran is they can kind of I mean Gor- what Goran gives you is offense, right? And they've pretty much been able to solve the Lakers defense after that game one atrocity, that massacre. They were able to solve the Lakers defense. I mean, they put up a 125 offensive rating in game two. Uh Frankie or Christian, I don't know if you could check what they put up tonight, but that that felt in the range of 125 or at least high 110s, right? So they're they're scoring on this elite staunch defense. They figured that part out. The the issue with them is going to be defensively. And even if Bam can't give you 30 minutes, you know, if he can play some of those Myers minutes, if he could give Kelly a little bit of a breather, he could put a body on AD, he could help with the with the help rotations. I mean, the switching that he gives you on LeBron James is going to be huge because you know, asking Jimmy to do all this for 48 minutes for the next four, for the next five, six games, whatever, it's, it's just not fair to him. I mean, like, you know, he's only human. I mean, that was, that was Herculean what he did today. So Bam coming back, alleviate some of the playmaking as well. I mean, cause the offense ran through Jimmy and when Jimmy sat, you saw it went off the rails real quick. I mean, every time that guy went to the bench, I mean, it was just and I can't wait for tomorrow to have the on-off numbers because that's that. I think that's going to be startling. Listen, Jimmy will do whatever he's asked to do in this series, minutes-wise, and more. By the way, more. And you know, because let's not forget that. I mean, Thibodeau just <laughs> ran him into the fucking ground twice. Yep. But you wait. know what the difference between this and a Tom Thibodeau to team is? Now we're now we're fucking playing for the finals. Like exactly. he he is built we for the better. Wait, wait. To answer G's higher. question, we have a better coach. <laughs> Oh, I mean, no, yeah. I was I was Gee. setting up brass for the in the finals joke. Brian thundered in with, <laughs> with that. Gee, um, you you mentioned it really quickly. You mentioned Myers Leonard and like Myers Leonard and Solomon Hill. I know Solomon Hill is it was very limited, right? But Myers Leonard was what plus I have it right here plus thirteen tonight. Like that guy, we've all been shitting on him hard, and and like just a just a gutsy performance from that guy, man. Like doesn't stop talking on the sideline doesn't stop just being inspirational on the sideline and bro it comes out i fucking i i know he's not a lifer like we won't consider him a lifer but i love that guy man like he he showed tonight he he has culture flowing through his veins as well i was incredibly wrong about him i am sorry myers leonard i didn't think that he could give them anything i thought that they just had to play kelly and maybe even andre apologize no, I have to listen. I listen. I'm not a guy. I listen, I already apologized to Alex Caruso. I've I've done a lot of apologies on this podcast the last couple of days. I have to do that one. I I, don't, I was just. I mean, he, listen. Yeah, take he's, that one back. I take that one back. Never mind. Alex Caruso, apology. Take it back. I have to apologize to Tim underscore NBA. He was a good guy. I have to apologize to a lot of people. But I I got I got to apologize to Myers. I mean, he did he did really good. Um, I think we have to be ready for the Lakers double team at Jimmy Butler next game. Um. I think that they're going to be okay with another guy beating them if he's going to continue this kind of performance. So I think the, what the Lakers can do is kind of, you know, similar to what I, I don't think that they'll pull out the box in one, like, uh, like Nick nurse does, you know, against Steph Curry, but it's a possibility that they're going to do something like that to try to take Jimmy out of the game. Um, there's a lot that they can do. And Miami's offense is really Jimmy or bust. And it's just incredible. I mean, what that guy's doing is just, it's just Herculean. I mean, it's it's LeBron James esque. It's Jordan esque. It's Dwayne Wade esque. I mean, like I mean, just... can I give you a little bit of perspective? Just Please. some of the things that I've looked up from just just really throwing Jimmy's stat line into the stat head, just like blender of game finder. Uh, I've already found that 
Jimmy is the first player since Jerry West in 1969 to put up 40, 12, and 10 in an NBA Finals game. And that's 40 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds. He is... He joins LeBron as the only other player in NBA Finals history to hit 30 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, two steals, and two blocks. And Jimmy scored more points tonight than LeBron did when he did it. And Jimmy joined Shaquille O'Neal and George Mikan as the only players to score 40 points in an NBA Finals game on 20 or fewer field goal attempts. Jimmy didn't even hit a three. I don't even (laughs) think he attempted a three. I don't think so either. He did that all from the inside. Yeah, he, were, we, we, he did not we, attempt to throw. Are, are you saying? Are you implying that we need to make Jimmy the NBA logo now? <laughs> I mean, I'm saying that this game needs to be remembered regardless of whatever happens in this series. It's because, an all-time game. I mean, hitting higher stratospheres than you can argue that LeBron has ever hit in the finals, which is wild. That's guts. It's just. What they've done has been incredible. What they, what he's done. I mean, as I'm watching it, there was a point in the game when I forgot which, I forgot who fouled him, but he gets to the free throw line and Mike Breen's like, and, and more free throws for Jimmy Butler. And it really legitimately <laughs> felt <laughs> like Dwayne Wade. What you laughing at, Brian? I didn't find this clip, but apparently someone's commenting in their chat, Shaq, um, 10 12 saying Duncan in his post game interview tonight said, We burned the boats. Let's go. Let's fucking go, Duncan. I fucking love it. Let's go. Pure guns. The boats are gone. They're in trouble. Yes. That's the the episode name. Yeah. Solomon Hill knows that Solomon Hill knows. Oh my God. I wish I could have. Because Jimmy's never heard the burn the boat story. So I wish I wish I was there to see them telling Jimmy about the burning of the boats. Oh my God. This team is officially heat lore. I mean, now they know the burning of the boats. I, guys, Someone's asking you to explain the burning boat story, please. Oh, I love explaining the burning of the boat story. So uh, Pat Riley and Spo love telling the story of these uh, Spanish conquistadors that came to a land <laughs> and uh, they were fighting the native people. We can talk about all the way that's problematic in a lot of ways, but we're, we're focusing on the fun right now. And uh, when the when the colonizers got there, uh, the you know the, they were overmatched by the uh, by the native people, and then the uh, the commander of the conquistadors said, "We're burning all the boats. We're burning them." And the people said, well, why, why are we burning our boats? And he's like, because we fight or we die. And this team fought. <laughs> and the funny thing, the best part about that, the funniest thing about that story is that's where the story like ends and just goes out of the room fucking screaming, yeah, burn the boat. Fuck yeah, burn. But then really the true end of that story is they all died. We got sound. I have sound. I guess I'm going to, I'm going to play the sound of Duncan Robinson saying he's going to burn. Oh no. Boats. Can we give it to brass so we can all hear it? Okay. Brass, you, you get it. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you a DM. So brass could play it. So we could all, we could all get the, we can all share in the, in the fun. All right. But um, yeah, they're, they're officially all their luggage. Yeah. You know, that's another I, story too. Do you remember that story of how Pat told him, Hey, this specific one, game, game, uh, whatever game six or game. Cause yeah, we lost the first June game. 20th would be the first time that they would win the championship. And they told him not to pack any clothes for that trip. One, one sure, one suit, one suit, one sure, one tie. So that specific game for this series would actually be October 11. If they win their next, if they win four straight, not saying they will, but okay, here, here's, here's October that. 11's the first time that he could win a championship. Here's that Duncan. Here's that Duncan clip. And it's not playing. Next <laughs> by me. Excellent producing. We're like the, the we're like the we're like the Laker offense. <laughs> <laughs> we're broken. We're discombobulated. Play a G. You want me to play it? 
It's not playing on my for some reason. I got it. I got you. All right, playing it now. Ryan sabotage me. Um, you know, we use the same burn the boats. We had to burn the boats for this one. All hands on deck, whatever it took. Excellent sound, Duncan. Just said burn the boats, all hands on deck. We love to see it. He said it with a straight face. He knows. He knows. Listen, Duncan has now been acclimated to heat culture. Honestly, like I, I'm not even I'm not even joking. And I said this in our group chat. Like, I think Jimmy Butler may have passed Chris Bosch as my second favorite heat player. Uh-huh, take. I know, and I love Chris Bosch, and I love Alonzo Mourning, and I love Udonis Haslam. I don't want to, like, don't get, and I love Quentin Richardson, but <laughs> inexplicably, <laughs> one year for us. inexplicably, one of my all-time favorite heat players, Quentin Richardson. Q-Rich, baby. Yeah, Q Richardson. Uh, if, if you went to a lab and you compiled all the information the entire time that Pat Riley showed up to the Miami Heat franchise, and you took every every saying and every stat and every and you just threw it and you made a fucking cyborg that's jimmy butler well they, you know the heat actually say that right like brian windhorse i know we hate windy but he told uh, uh the hawk and crowder show that he heard inside the heat's organization while covering them one night that they described pat riley and the front office describes jimmy butler as if Dwayne wade and udonis haslam made a baby and that is Jimmy Butler. Like that's how the heat described Jimmy Butler themselves. So you're not off grass. Like you were not off at all. The most cultured baby alive. When I brass, I want to ask you at what point did it dawn on you that they were going to win this game? Cause I'm not sure that it happened up until they, they took the 24 second violation that it just kind of hit me like, Holy shit. Like they did it. <laughs> I knew, I knew that the Lakers at, at any moment could strike. Um, when LeBron missed the three actually uh, for me it was when yeah. they finally called LeBron for travels. It's been like 15 years in the league and they never call it. And I was like, Oh they, my they, God. They, call, they called him for two tonight. Didn't I they? know they did yeah. it. I can't uh, believe it. There's yeah. direct correlation to how much LeBron flails his arms <laughs> after not getting a foul call and my uh my excitement of 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 winning a game. <laughs> like it just it like fucking shoots up. So yeah, I mean I really thought I really thought that that, that uh I, I was really impressed by that uh, that steal by Kelly in the fourth. Oh, that was that was that uh, yeah, that was just that, that was kind of that better. Was, oh, like, holy shit. Like, okay, here we go. Like that, better, I, better than the LeBron chase down block, by the way. That's a better play than the LeBron chase down block. Play. Better defensive play. But not important. better than the bam block on Jason no, Tatum. No. no. Yeah. Also not better than non-block on, on LeBron. Oh my God. You know, Crab, Crab in the Crab Snot Peddler in the chat makes up a good point. You know, we were saying, you know, if they win this game, you know, that Jimmy Butler pregame interview is gonna go down in heat lore. Oh, I missed it. What happened there? Oh, he was just like, nah, we got this. Like, he was giddy. He was smiling. He was yeah. chill as fuck. I was like, yo, Jimmy, should you be like a, a little more concerned? You know what I mean? Like, that's uh, a... Yeah, did, the the did the Heat win every quarter? Yes, yes, they'd won every quarter. So, if you actually go back to the third quarter of game two, they've won or tied every single quarter since the second half of game two. Because they they tied the fourth quarter of game two, I, I think it was like they scored twenty. No, they points. won. They won by three points in game in game two, the third quarter. Yeah, they, they won, won by three points. points. The fourth quarter, game, they, they tied. They tied the fourth quarter in right. game two. Also, yeah. When is the last time that we lost a fourth quarter? I don't think they've uh, lost the fourth quarter the entire playoff. 
You mentioned it last game. You mentioned it last game. I think, game. I they think still that that's a lost the fourth quarter. They have the Miami Heat have not been outscored in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So admittedly, when we were up going into the fourth, I felt a little maybe a little more calmer than I would in, in most cases, because this is, this is a, a, just the way this team is built defensively, just locking shit down. I mean, that, that the fourth quarter is where they shine. So if they can get, if they could put three quarters together, I feel really good. We're like the anti uh, 2011 LeBron in the fucking fourth. Like it's, it's such a credit to, to the coaching staff and the game plan though. Cause you would think like if, if you, if you take anybody, who knows basketball, you take a lineup with uh, Jimmy and Jay as the only two above average defenders. You mix it in with Hero, Duncan, and Kelly. You think they're going to get smoked, but it's just uh, planning on where to attack them offensively, uh, using their defense, using the, the help, attacking, where, making uh, the, the guys they want to shoot the ball, shoot it by their rotations and aggressive help consistently. They, they took Anthony Davis out of the game. And he was a monster. You're doing, and you do that without Bam. You do that with Kelly as your big. Yeah, that's that's fucking incredible by job by Spo and the the coaching staff. Absolutely, and I, I'm I'm disappointed in the coverage. I mean, full stop. But particularly because uh, they did not have, they had a severe lack of shots of Frank Vogel on the sideline losing his fucking mind because. <laughs> you mean Joe Gatto of Impractical Jokers, who saw the Lakers head coach. <laughs> <laughs> um so shout out to uh, ryan cortez parakeet cortez in the chat sent us this uh from chris miles of nba tv reported jimmy butler just said that lebron told the heat they were in trouble in the first half and he was just repeating what lebron said to him jimmy butler's my second favorite Heat player ever that's it i'm here I- i've arrived the, the fuck- <laughs> train has left the station guys i'm here I mean, we, we can't forget that Eric Spolstra said to Jimmy Butler, you know, I tell him every day that he's the greatest signing in Heat history. <laughs> Chef, truly, Chef truly reports. We had it again. Chef truly reports. Yo, I loved in the broadcast how uh, how Jimmy said that he modeled his game after Lou Waldeg. I was just like, oh, I yelled Uncle Lou. I was so happy. <laughs> the second best Heat signing of all time. Yeah, the second. <laughs> Yo, we signed a lot of Chicago Bull legends. Here's another clip we can play on there. What you short, got? Short, short three-second clip from Spo in his post-game interview. You sent it to me. Uh, it's yeah. in the chat in our um, Solomon Hill fan club. Does I got just it. Say, I got it. Fuck LeBron. I got it. That would be glorious. <laughs> Johnny, how much did you scream when Solomon Hill hit that three? Oh my god! I so I I got up and I yelled. I was like ah, and I started clapping. My mom goes, "What's wrong with you?" I go, "My friend just hit a three He's in never the NBA Finals." Bedroom ever. Yeah, I was so happy. <laughs> I was like, that's my, that's my friend. My friend just did that. Did you see? That's a big shot. I told him the other day, I spoke to my friend and I told him, Solomon, you're a good shooter. You should take those. And I was like, my friend, my friend, Solomon, he'll listen to me and took that shot. Honestly, I kind of believe it. I don't, I legit said that. I legit (laughs) told my mother that. I was like, that's my friend. And that's his other. Because he took one in the last game too. I was like, you know what? He's, he's being a little more aggressive. I wonder what happened. Look at that. The heat beat, the heat beat bump. The Heat, the Miami Heat beep up. All right, so here I got some Spo audio uh, about Jimmy Butler. Okay, so Spo didn't curse. He just says Jimmy effing Butler. I, w- I thought he was going to say Jimmy fucking Butler. But- How else do you say it, though? Got to go. Oh, gotta, oh, man, I'm just – I'm on cloud nine. I mean, like, what they – man, this is, this is the finals. You know what I mean? Like, this is – He gets this, a statue, like, by the way. We've talked a lot about – 
if you just win in the conference finals, you know, you're a cute team like Portland last year. You know what I mean? Like you're a cute team like Denver, right? Oh, really, really good job. Good effort. I really, you know, that's really great what you did. Hope you could put it together. What they did today is like that shit gets remembered, you know, for eons. Like you're going to remember, man, Jimmy Butler did that in the finals. Like Jimmy Butler put the fucking team on his back and went at the King and Anthony Davis and went, shot for shot did everything and that's just that's just what you remember like that that stuff is not you know a conference finals game three against you know the celtics or the the rockets or whatever you know what i mean like this is this well, matters like, deep could never dude <laughs> i i'm so upset that people had the gall to compare them not the same don't say people we know who we know who we're, we're all referring he to. will not be named on this podcast, we will not give this individual publicity. If you want, he Twitter's dragging him. Um, well, yo, uh, shout out, go Alex. No, I was gonna say all the storylines, especially coming into Game Three, were LeBron, AD, easily the two best players in the series, and then there's a gap between the next best player, and it's Jimmy Butler, and he in a, a essentially a closed out game, right? Like the Lakers win this, it's over. Yeah. Right. So essentially yeah. this is a closeout game and Jimmy outplayed them and not just outplayed them, but he shot on them. He really did. Like he, he went out there and he shot on the Lakers. Like, yeah. Like, and and that can't the, be stressed co- enough. The coverage of this fucking series has pissed me so much. Oh, me too. Pissed me off. Me too. So fucking much. Listen, not, not to mention enough that, that, that Bam and, and Goran are obviously hurt and, and been hurt since like the first half of game one, but this fucking the audacity that the late okay the lakers went on a big run when they got hurt they did not beat either uh win either game by 20 fucking points they didn't blow out these fuck these this fucking ragtag uh group of uh of uh of g league guys they fucking won barely won by 10 both games or if if any if either of those games they the heat shots are falling consistently they there's a it's a closer game that he could steal but this fucking coverage man oh it's it's over. Oh, it's, it reminds me of that bullshit with the Celtics. That it's just a fucking anti-heat propaganda. We finally got a commercial promoting a game. I saw that they the yeah. after game one the promotion was all AD and LeBron. But finally, they get a damn promotion for ESPN and ABC. Like Jesus Christ! After this eleven point win, I just want to give double middle fingers to anybody who said that it wasn't impressive that the Heat actually got it to ten the last game. Honestly, double he didn't deserve to anyone be who double middle fingers like, anybody oh, the only said that the Heat should be in the finals. Said the only reason it was close is because the Lakers took their foot off the gas. Listen, chat's right. We have to blame Ethan Skolnick for game one and game two. Ethan Skolnick of five on the floor yeah, and five reasons for was out there reporting. Okay. It's all his fault. Direct all your hatred over there. Ethan is out of the bubble and he would never. EP would never. Listen, if if we were if we were hindering a game, we leave. That's just the truth. Yeah, we'll I live in Orlando. I'm not covering it because I know that there's a curse. What are you saying, Chris? No, I'm saying I get wanting to be at the finals. Like, shit, I, I should have been at the finals tonight. But, you know, Ethan took one for the team. Good man. Listen, and that's all. You, that, we all have to do our part. We've talked about this a lot on, on Heat Beat. We all have to do our part. We're all, you know, this is not, we are not a selfish, we're, this is, Miami's not selfish. We all have to, to look out for each other, look out for the team, look out for everything. I want to talk a little bit about, how the heat can kind of improve in the margins because I do think the shooting has to get a little better for them. Uh, they shot 35% and won the game. I don't think that's good enough. What you got, Chris? 
Just real quick, uh, Mark J. Spears says that via uh, Elias Sports Bureau, Jimmy Butler is the first player to ever outscore, outrebound, and outassist LeBron James in a finals game, including LeBron's teammates. Let's go, baby! Let's fucking go, baby. I mean, the, he was outplayed in a way. I mean, even in those Warriors series, I mean, he was the best player on the floor. I mean, just because KD and Steph were on the other side, he was all, and then that that first finals uh, where they went six without Kyrie and Kevin Love. I mean, he was doing what Jimmy's doing and it was clear that he was the best player on the floor. And then all those other series, I mean, it was Herculean from him, but you know, the, the Warriors just completely out talented. I mean, Jimmy Butler was 100. I mean, I, the last time I feel like LeBron wasn't the best player in a finals game was in 2011 uh, when Dwayne Wade was carrying his ass uh, when he forgot how to play basketball. Which also, I hear a lot of people like Zach Lowe talked about this a little bit on his podcast with Windhorse and uh, Kendrick Perkins. The stats on that series are also very deceiving for Dwayne because he got hurt in like game four, right? So Brian Cardinal hip checks Dwayne Wade and he was all fucked up the rest of that series. He was not the same. Dwayne was averaging north of 30 points with like a 37 PR or something. It was like something crazy. I mean, the shooting percentages were through the roof uh, before he got hurt. So like, I think when people reevaluate what 2011 was, you have to remember that he was hurt halfway through that series. Uh, from a dirty play and those numbers whilst he's it's still like 27 points on like almost 60 true shooting right it was still really good but you know let's not forget that that would that would have been even better he was awesome i love um, jimmy man post game quote from jimmy uh i'm not backing down to lebron james quote i feel like lebron has gotten the best of me way too many times he's not scared none of these guys are scared you know what i mean like and you know I'm not saying they're going to win the series. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that these guys are not scared. Even after they got fucking shellacked in game one, this team of young players, this is not a, a wily veteran team outside of a couple guys, right? It's a lot of, they're depending on Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and a lot of young players on this team that they're counting on. Yeah. And they came out in game two. And they absolutely shredded the Laker defense, absolutely shredded. And we're not talking about that because the defensive effort just was not there. The zone was not there. And by the way, let's talk about the zone a little bit. Uh, Frankie, Heat totally changed the zone. They inverted it. They put their wings in the back. They had their guards up front more. They even went to a 3-2 zone at some point in the game. They stopped with the with the 2-3 kind of – I mean, they weren't forcing turnovers that way, which is a big benefit of having your wings up top. Uh absolutely did not get crushed rebounding as a result. And I know they went man a lot as well with Duncan hedging those pick and rolls with LeBron, but I thought that the change to the zone is like a really under talked about thing that they did tonight. Yeah, they did a good job uh, using, even utilizing some uh, matchup zone uh, principles uh, towards the end of the shot clock to make sure uh, there were no easy shots on the, on the breakdowns. Um, the, uh, when you go three, two, you're, you know, you're weaker inside. Uh, and a couple times, you know, they, they pay, but that's, you know, that's basketball. You're not going to play perfect defense all the time. Uh, they did, did a much better job pinching at the top, uh, avoiding the easy penetration on the swings. And, and when they're weaker on the corners, you have, um, the Lakers always have like Marquise Morris in the corner, Kyle Kuzma in the corner. You want to force the ball to those guys to make you attack a defense. Even if it's, if it's bent, I'd rather have them attacking over LeBron, Rondo, AD, um, 10 times out of 10. You want to make sure that uh, your spacing is good and, and you're forcing the Lakers to play uncomfortable because they haven't seen those looks consistently. And 
uh, all the constant switching of defense, you keep confusing them early on by giving them different looks over and over again, takes them out of their rhythm. They got, they have to focus on breaking that, finding the weak spot instead of going, Hey, this is our bread and butter play against man. This is our bread and butter play. They don't have bread and butter plays against the three, two to start it off. So it was a great job by Spo and, and the staff. Chris chat's asking, can you pull the number of possessions that they played zone tonight? I know synergy might be able to, you could make might be able to pull synergy. That. It was only three. Nah, I felt like more oh. than that. Cause Syner- I know that I synergy felt like it was more than that. Yeah. Synergy is an algorithm. So they'll, when they'll do that by hand, we'll get the the real numbers. But if that, I mean, I, I felt it was more than that. Wow. That's, that's actually yeah. really surprising. Um, Did you guys see, uh, see uh, Embiid's tweet tonight? Oh, I love, I love Embiid tweets. What's, What's he saying? Inspiring. Oh. oh, my God. Matt, could you believe oh, I love it? So put yourself in the position of a Philadelphia 76ers fan and executive, a Minnesota Timberwolves fan and executive, a Chicago Bulls fan and executive, and you're watching tonight, and you're seeing what this motherfucker is doing. So true. <laughs> how do you think? I mean, like, how are you feeling? Do you know how hard that How is Carl Anthony Towns is feeling? I mean, they're letting go of the rope. They have to be. Christian, what'd you say? I mean, that's got to be such a hard realization to realize you were wrong. Dead fucking Like, wrong. this guy was talking shit about everybody around because they didn't have the commitment that he did, and look what happened. He wasn't the problem. Your culture was the problem. You know, I follow Sucks. a lot of fans from different uh, fan bases, and I, so I follow Timberwolves fans, uh, Philly fans, Chicago fans. They were all tweeting the same shit. All, every single one of them. I love Jimmy Butler. I hate my fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> my eternal dread for my the organization, not wanting to build around Jimmy Butler. And, but and Jimmy Butler's fucking amazing. That's all of them were tweeting that. Fucking three different fan bases. I don't know anybody in any of those fan bases that was like really that was anti Jimmy at any. No, he's awesome. How could you be anti Jimmy? Look at him. I love what Brian Cortez tweeted out. I'm still laughing at the pillar of strength and a physical marvel. Six nine, reportedly, two eighty pound LeBron James pleading with the ref. He elbowed me like he was at an Apple store, and Jimmy just calmly sinking two free throws. We fight. <laughs> outstanding. That might be the moment of the game for me. Man, no, it's probably it's it's probably you're in trouble. It's probably you're in trouble. They, if they, they are, win they are series, in trouble. If they if the Heat win this series, you're in trouble becomes like I don't I like Heat Twitter makes it go. I don't know what we make that, but that is some after after this, LeBron just purely focuses on his presidential run. <laughs> LeBron getting any sleep tonight? Because he hasn't gone to sleep the last two wins. Is that what he says? <laughs> yeah, he was he was tweeting late last night. Or, uh, yeah, are you sure he just wasn't following a, a certain individual's health uh, that we're all kind of waiting on? So much Maybe. for that zero dark 30. <laughs> it's a bubble. It's never... Did you guys hear? So, I thought I, I forgot who said this, I think it was Kendrick Perkins, and he was like, You know, I've talked to a lot of people, and if they, if, if, if you know, when the he said, When the Lakers win this, you know, it's gonna be the hardest championship ever won that some people were saying that it should count as two championships. What? So All right, not only are they like trying to like 
at, like they're just wow. avoiding the Astra conversation that they would have done for the Heat. One for Kobe, right? That's that's what. Oh, we saying. haven't even gotten to that yet. But yeah. like they're just saying, no, this has to be worth two. The bubble was so hard that it should be like an opposite asterisk. Whatever the opposite of an asterisk is, that's what the bubble championship should be. It's just insane. I just I don't. I, I, it's fucking maddening to me. And by the way, the way people were talking about that Anthony Davis game. Game two, I want them to have that same fucking energy for Jimmy Butler tomorrow. That's what I want. I want all these talking heads to have the same damn energy for Jimmy Butler like they did for Anthony Davis. This is way more impressive than that. I mean, Anthony Davis was awesome in game two. Don't get me wrong. Incredible. Awesome. But he was just dunking left and right. Yeah, no shit. That man grew eight inches in a fucking year. Of course he could dunk a basketball. But like the shots that Jimmy was making and the defensive plays he was making tonight, I mean that dude was all over your fucking face. The and, he, entire- and he contributed like another like what twenty whatever eleven times how many points that he gave and his assists. Oh yeah, that, how many that, points? Was he, how many like points was he responsible for tonight? Oh my god, with the, and with the thirteen assists, I mean that must be. A lot yeah, of he had threes. some crazy fucking passes to Kelly. He was insane today. Oh, that, that little slip that Kelly had, that he rifled that fucking pass. That was like the Russell Wilson touchdown pass today. <laughs> Jesus Christ. AD did it over Jay Crowder and Kelly Olynyk. Jimmy did it over LeBron. Enough said. <laughs> what you got, Christian? You're laughing. I, it's, it's not really, it's not going to express correctly in this medium, but it's like, you know, those tweets that when they find like a random picture and it has a set of numbers that is like eight and 24 and then, you know, they oh, yeah, do yeah, a yeah. hashtag Mamba mentality. It was basically one just making fun of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, I'm curious to see how tomorrow everything's going to be. If everyone's just going to say, ah, whatever this is how Lakers and five looks like, right. I, I, who knows? Um, which was gonna you can't do that to us. That's what we do. Yeah, that you—that's our thing. Like you can't steal that. That's our thing. Um, that that bullshit. Lakers are the underdogs. Shit is the is the Lakers still story. Although we believe Lakers, God, that shit's so annoying, dude. Listen, I gotta be honest with you. I feel kind of validated on my shit about KCP and all these people because, like, don't start, don't start. This got us. You know, a two oh two hole. All ah, right. never mind. I apologize. Man, Those guys are good. Shooters. No, but no, they're, no, they're no, awesome le- shooters. They legit keep shooting it. Man, they're so fucking great. They're man. so great. They should shoot more. Thank they you, should, Brian. They should continue to set records for three point attempts in the finals. Uh they're they're really good. The thing that I will say that the Lakers do really well is um, you know, they've made Duncan's life hell. And I do so Duncan was a team high plus twenty seven today. Um, obviously struggled shooting the ball even on his open looks. Dude's incredibly rushed. I mean, when he's doing those handoffs, they're dropping the big and stepping him up. And then the guard is attached to his hip. Caruso, KCP, Rondo, these guys are doing a really good job of going over. Talked about this a bunch, but that's really taken him out of his game. And it's frazzled him, and he's not, he's just not been the same guy, right? So I look to hopefully get him going. So what Miami did at times was they would run they would run Duncan off a screen to then do the handoff. So he would, he would go off a screen to then get into the handoff, kind of give him that separation he needs. So that, that little extra space is all he needs, especially with these smaller defenders. Um, I, I want to see a little bit more of that because in reality, I don't have his spot up shooting numbers, but I just don't feel like that's where he gets the bulk of his threes. I feel like a lot of it's just off handoffs and up top. He's not really a just wait for the ball kind of shooter. And I think if you can kind of get him going like that, that's going to go a long way. It's just, 
you know, Alex, it's just tough because I don't know if you can afford, you know, a couple empty possessions at the beginning of a game trying to get them going. Ooh, I got a great stat, guys. I have a, I, this might be the best stat we have all show. Let's go. It better be good. Had a lot Butler. of good ones, so better Jimmy be. Butler is the first player ever to outscore, out rebound, and out assist LeBron James in the finals game. Christian, Brian, I already said this. Christian literally yeah. already said My that. Dog, this was, God damn, dude. This was a Stugatzian moment for you. Mark, wow. God damn. Mark, you're the producer. producer. What the hell, man? Man, oh. <laughs> I get it though. He's like Coach Tony's looking at them stats. I don't Brian, blame what, you. What bro. stats are you looking at? I don't blame you. Oh man, I'm looking at. <laughs> what is wow, Brian? Guys. Hold on, <laughs> Brian. You've had a rough week on the podcast. <laughs> Next man up, <laughs> Brian. You're Duncan Robinson for us. <laughs> high high usage, three. but I Jesus. Wide open three and I miss. Oh my God! You, you've had a couple. You fumbled a few. To be fair, oh that's God. a stat worth uh, rereading oh, because I want to inject that into my fucking veins. I want so that Ryan, tattooed on my no face. Worries. Yeah, put that on a fucking t-shirt. That, great. that would yeah, sell on a t-shirt. The, the delivery of that, <laughs> he was trying to hype it up too. <laughs> a Flop. quick aside: Did you guys notice that Nikias Duncan was like live tweeting a television show in the middle of the finals? Our stat assistant and pun master. I want to call him out for that. Watch the finals, dude. Stop with this. Maybe he shouldn't watch anymore. Maybe he should watch more shows. Maybe that should be the thing. I just thought that was funny. I was like, the finals are going on. And you're like the premier heat analyst. Yeah, they lost game. You know, the heat lost game one. And Nikias was like, oh, I was very wrong about this series. So, yeah. Yeah, it's on heat saying Talahir is four points away from having the most points ever scored by a rookie in the playoffs. Wow. That's a good stat. See, if you had said that, we would have been like, all right, Brian, let's go. Mm-hmm. Did someone say playoffs, NBA and NHL are playing for gold and our partners Bet Online have you covered? Get in on all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. MLB season is pushing into fall and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures and props. So take advantage of the return of sports. And remember, the casino never closes. Check it out all day, all night. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. You've counted on restaurants all your life. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings the food that you've been craving right to your door. Ordering is really easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and the food will be safely delivered outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, the Cheesecake Factory, anything. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery as well. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on the way. Right now, our listeners get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order on $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and use promo code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you use the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget the code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. I, work. I can't really verify that. I am so impressed with Tyler's short-term memory loss where he, he, can, he, can just, he can be chucking up just garbage and then all of a sudden 
boop, nothing. Just he just it's wet as fuck after that. It doesn't matter. That kid is so good, man. He doesn't give a shit. The Dr. face Bros. at the end. His face at the end. Oh, the grin. <laughs> and oh, the that's a moment shirt right there. That's a moment the, shirt. No, it's not. Grin. It's not a moment. Is that a it moment is. shirt? It is. The Heat already posted it. That's getting put on a shirt, and I'm buying it. Don't throw my money. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Jimmy needs like a Jimmy needs a moment shirt. Oh, Jimmy needs a you're in trouble shirt. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, we need a you're in trouble shirt. Like for sure. Yeah. Did you guys hear that? Apparently, Braun told him that he's in trouble. Yeah, yeah. the first quarter. Brian, I already said that. What the <laughs> oh, fuck is man. wrong with you? Oh my god, Brian, are you listen? Are you like participating in what we're doing here today? This is this is now. Brian, are you this, this is a really big moment, Brian, and I feel like you're on. This is a bit. Oh, I don't know, Brian. This is a third quarter. I Brian's having a just. Brian looks like heat in game one. After after Bam and Dragon set. That's a bit. Uh, yeah okay yeah i can't even believe you anymore like every time brian fucks up he's just gonna say no no it's the bit it's the bit <laughs> brian clearly not paying attention to anything we're doing our producer man chat saying that duncan played 39 minutes holy shit that's a lot i didn't even well, know what are you gonna put out there because none already had five fouls that's true, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yo i feel i felt bad for kendrick i didn't think some of those were fouls and like i don't give kendrick the benefit of the doubt a lot that, that right. fell on the screen to uh, that hero hit the three. That was such bullshit. Oh, yeah, that one was that was just bad. I mean, so, Caruso can't be getting these superstar calls. I mean, come on. Does does Iguodala just almost being unplayable in the series make any sense to any of you? Because I, I would have sworn if the Heat were going to take one, it would have been Iggy playing big minutes, covering LeBron. Like, I would have put money on that. I thought, no, that touch pass. That touch pass. That, that pass was worth the oh. price of admission. That, yeah, was, that was one of the craziest passes I've that's ever true. seen. With one of the luckiest bounces I've ever seen as well, by the way. Yeah. That's also, yeah, it's very true. But yeah. you know, Alex, like, you're not wrong, but like, I think that when I watch Andre, I think it's just, they need to buy minutes because, you know, Jimmy's usually saying, I don't think he's played a lot with Jimmy. Oh, I and, trust I trust Iggy. By the way, like I'm not trying to shit on him. I, I was just saying, like had had we talked last uh, last night, and we would have said, yeah, that they're going to take one tomorrow. I just would have bet Iggy would have been, you know, a, a pretty big factor in the game. And the touch pass is right. beautiful, but you're he was right. minus 13, and it just seemed like every time he's in the game, something's going wrong for him. I thought he did really good. Chat's making a good point. Amass uh, 1992 said he did a good job on AD. That was really good. And that was huge because he would he would get AD and he would put a body on him. He used his length. Mm-hmm. He has really long arms. And then the help would come. And it kind of buys him a second to come. And if you notice, like with guys like AD and LeBron, and particularly LeBron, it's tough because you can't put your weight on them because they're big and strong. So they'll bully you. But if you put your weight on them, those guys have such good spin moves. Giannis is the same that, you know, yeah, once you once you put the weight, LeBron gets you with the spin. You're kind of done. Andre does a really really good job of kind of you know in good position, hands out, hands up, active hands. And I I made fun of like how coaches talk, but like it's true. Like Andre's always hands up, hands in the lane, hands in your face. Like it's it's just really it's really helpful. And I think part of it is he's a non shooter essentially, or he's played like a non shooter. He's guarded like one. And Jimmy's also a non shooter. So when you have these two perimeter guys who can't shoot, it really hurts the offense. Uh, and it's just they just have to be in constant motion at all times. And it's, it's just tough, you know, Rob Slayer tweeted saying Jimmy Butler telling LeBron he's in trouble is totally going to backfire, but we have 20, 48 hours to enjoy it. <laughs> it is going to backfire. It kind of reminds me of when Fred Van Vliet, you know, when, when OG Ananobi hit the three and Van Vliet's like, Oh, you're going to regret that. And you know what? It was, it was cool for a while. And then like, just, you kind of hope everyone forgets. Can't resist. Can you? I was just kidding. That, that's the most recent. <laughs> 
example. I, like I didn't give you shit when you brought up Nick Nurse like five minutes. Oh, because he said because he did the box and one. He does the box and one. Whatever. Man. I mean that, that's true. You can't. Th- yeah, I can't think of another coach that uses box and one. No, he, he's Nurse. done it twice. He did a Kemba too, which I thought was ballsy because the Celtics had other guys. Um, D Wade's tweeting this final. By the way, excellent. He, D Wade's like you know, D Wade's he Twitter now. How good does Wayne Wade feel? Feeling that like you know maybe it might be a series, especially if Ben comes back next game because he bet his finals trophy from 2006. Yeah, that was a bad bet, Dwayne. He bet it after like everybody got hurt, right? Yeah, no, before, before. Oh, no, he bet before. it before. Yeah, the night before with Shaq, they were doing like some preview show for the finals or whatever. Shaq's not gonna take it from him, right? Shaq shouldn't yeah. take it from him. That's the what? What's the point of that? Shaq like, better not. What the fuck know. is Shaq gonna do with it? Just Brag, leave it in his, rights. in his living room? Yeah, that's that's the dumbest bet ever. So D Wade retweeted Will Manso, right? And he also retweeted Alex Solana. And the only time he's retweeted B was being mad at me. Wait, what did he tweet <laughs> from Alex Solana? Uh, when Alex, Alex, what, what was it? I, uh, I posted the, the screenshot with me and my girlfriend where I told her I'm not watching games with her anymore. And she was mad. And I told her, no, she told, she called me crazy. I said, no, I have the guts. And then the Heat retweeted it and said, whatever it takes. And then D Wade tweeted. He said, it was like the funniest thing he's seen all day. Which I'm, I I wear that very proudly, by the way. I would be in my oh, Twitter. Alex, I would be in my Dwayne Twitter laugh, laugh, bro. Alex, how many people Jack. can say that? Dwayne Wade laugh. laugh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a T-shirt, but like, I'm not trying to plug fucking Hawk and Crowder shit, but I have a fucking T-shirt. So hawked off if, like a goose.com. Take that tweet and and put it on a T-shirt. Yeah. Solana has the guts. Solana so, has the guts T-shirt. So, so question: uh, Did you watch the game with a girlfriend tonight? No. Alex put on Twitter his favorite person to watch a Heat game with. I'm not like uh, this is not even a bit. Like me and my girlfriend are in rocky territory right now. Like I try to try (laughs) to take her out on a date last night to like make it up. She's not happy with me, and I won't watch these finals games with her. Like I I want you guys to know. Did you look her right? You got to look her right in the eyes and go. You're in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait. Well, I, I do. Okay, I gotta say though, since we're talking about Dwayne, I wore this all day today. And can you not see it? Yeah, you can see it. It's my it's my Wade Vice jersey. I wore that all day today. First time in the whole playoffs I wore it. So do I have to wear it every time now? Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah you kind of do. Yeah, that's pretty much the rules, right? You, you have to wear it. Like you start you start a new thing and it works. You got to keep going with it. Yeah. I, 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 I did laundry it? today, so I got to do laundry before every heat. I don't I'm wash it, right? Don't no, wash the jerseys. You can't take it off. You have to keep wearing it until. So if you go to work, you need to put it over. I keep it. Oh, I keep it under just my work shirt. You put it over. If you wear a button down, you have to put it over. Well, obviously, no, yeah. like, a, like a long sleeve oh, down, you well, put it right. Yeah, that's gotta be, that's true, gotta be like your true. tank top. You put yeah. it on here. I hear that's a really good look. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's good. Good salesman look. I uh, I I ordered Sergio's today, and I'm I'm committed. Like I'm ordering Sergio's the same thing every game. I don't like that Sergio's. Oh, but place. I could do that every day. I don't like that Sergio's by your house, Alex. I think that's the worst. You're gonna trash Sergio's right now. That one. Oh, okay. That that specific one. Yeah, that one, one on Kendall Drive. The one oh, on one hundred seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. No I'm way. I'm out. I'm out on that one. The last time I went, it wasn't good. I got my back yeah. feet, and it wasn't good. Gee, what did you do differently today? Um, I did laundry. I watched Revolutionary Girl Utena. I watched three episodes, and I live tweeted on at subtitled anime. Um, I went to have a bagel, and I went to have Panther coffee. Wait, what would you put on your bagel? Uh, I got a spicy Nova from the Bagel Club in oh. Winwood. It's really, really good. You're going to have to get that for next game. Yeah, yeah. So I got that. Panther coffee, iced latte with macadamia milk, and coconut grove. 
Okay. I will say I this was the first time I watched any finals uh, games with I, uh, the, I it was only the first quarter, but I watched with my son and, and daughter. Oh. Actually, they both watch because seven thirty start as opposed to a nine o'clock start, so they're usually in bed. But I might need to keep, to keep you're gonna have to keep them up. Yeah, the rest yeah. We also haven't up. talked about how the Heat, you know, the no series starts until the team wins a road game, and the Heat held surf today. We are so fucking good at home. We're so, <laughs> we're not good at home, actually. <laughs> oh yeah, we are good what at else? home. It's the home record. It's the road record that we're bad at. Yeah, we yeah, the road. Wow, look at me. I'm saying we. I'm saying we're bad at. I'm in. Gianni is so back finally. Thank I'm God so the back. Lost. We. I was lost for a bit, but I'm here. Like I, I feel back. I, I'm, I'm clapping. I'm yelling. Jimmy Butler hits. Dude, there's nothing as satisfying in basketball when a guy fucking works the mid range and pulls a trigger on one and it fucking goes down with the guy in his face. There's just no feeling like it. It's just like, cause it looks hard. It feels earned and that shit goes in and you're just like, you can't fucking guard me. It just feels so good. I love do you, do you it. Have a, do you have a Miami Heat jersey? Do you own one at all? I have a Dwayne Wade jersey from 2006. That's the only Heat jersey I have. Ooh. I would say pull it up, but no, you can't. You gotta wear exactly what you wore today. Um, I was no, I, I wore my. my I was gonna ask because I that's feel the like only when, when's, the closest you you, when's the closest you actually get a jersey from this year's T team? Like, I don't wear jerseys. Like, I'm not a jersey guy. Like, well, I don't. Sure, I don't have sure. the body. They, they sell like jerseys. Christian's like tall, has long arms, is really fit. Like, I don't have the body. Come on, come right, on. I don't know. I don't know about really fit, yeah, but yeah, I do you, have look, you look good. Arms. You look good. Okay, Chris. I'm thinking about getting another jersey from Chris. You rank in the upper half of like heat beat attractiveness. Like you're a good looking guy. You know what uh, I mean? Upper so, half. Yeah. Nice. I don't uh I don't, have, <laughs> I don't have a jersey body either, but I have a Kenny Hasbrook, Patrick Beverly. Like I just have jerseys. Like I just buy I, you I don't have wear a them. Patrick Beverly heat jersey. Patrick Beverly the heat fuck jersey. Is Kenny Hasbrook. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I thought that was a hockey name. Emperor <laughs> at 23 says his dick is ir- <laughs> unbelievably erect. Oh, yeah. Kenny Hasbrook. How about that? I love our I, I just have, I have the most random heat jerseys just because. Like, yeah. like I may get a Jimmy You one. have to have them. I may get a Jimmy or I may get a Gogi one. Oh, I am throwing my entire wallet at the fucking heat store at the end of the season. For, the, for that moment shirt, that for Tyler sure. moment shirt. Bro, I, I'm, I'm just like, I know that, you know, people talk post game, particularly about Bam and Tyler, like, uh, Bam and, and Goran, how like upset they were that they couldn't play and how like sad they were. And I, and how like the decision came from Spo and he's like, these guys are family. Uh, we made this decision for them. Like it was really hard on all of us. And man, like imagine if you're those guys on the sideline watching these guys fucking win it so that at some point you can maybe get your way into the series. Like, and I, I, all, and I, this is going to sound really cliche and really corny. Um, but you know, like I really feel like they play together and I really feel like they play for each other. And I really legitimately in my corny sportsiest way to believe, I was like, man, those guys played so that they can give Gogi and Bam a chance out there. And I, I just want to believe that he can't take that away from me. When fucking, right. fucking, definitely when, right. When Jimmy wins finals MVP and he fucking hands it to Goran, it's going to be like, Oh, brass. Oh my God. Be unreal, man. Bro. That would be that would be some that that damn that would be some I need to see that. Oh my god, I'm just man. Like I I've said a bunch on this pod. We're not tweet that tweet that breast right now. We're not a we're not a franchise that is like we're playing not to get swept. Like we're just happy to be here. Like we're not the Miami Heat are not about that. 
They're about parades and confetti and champagne and championship rings. They're not about happy to be here. They're not about conference title banners, right? They're not about, they're about winning. They're not about confetti in the fucking conference conference finals. They're not. They're not the Knicks throwing confetti after they win one playoff game. They're not the Lakers, right? Like LeBron did that whole El Cho, right? LeBron hizo todo el show. By eso. And it's oh so, they so, have show. On the they have show. so they have show. Dude, completamente. Like, come on, dude. Brian, read that fucking stat one more time. Inject it into my mind. All right, Brian, give it to us. Give right it now. to us. Come on. Wait, I didn't find it again. Oh, you suck, dude. You suck. You had a moment. How are you not ready for that? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.